now got in for the New York Yankees, the shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 180 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And it's that guy, Ryan. What up? What's up, up, fellas? How you doing? We felt for the I'm- finale, we should be in the same room recording. So we are we are no longer remote, Ryan well, and I. We are just Christian. We are together, so I can make sure the cheating stops, and that I have a fair chance. A little too late. You, but you were the one that full on admitted today that you were going to do whatever it took to win, and then if Ryan wasn't there, you were going to cheat. Definitely. You said that today. I thought that about was you. continue to cheat. I thought about having a list of of players in front of me, players. That- but instead, I just took my day. I took like three hours out of the day to just. Look over a lot of old Yankees just to just to refresh uh, my memory. Okay, you think you're gonna you're gonna have a strong showing this week? I think I'm gonna win. I mean, you basically have to go perfect. Maybe a no. So to recap, everybody, uh, we will play the game in the middle of the show today. We're gonna actually start with the uh, players and the owners battling back and forth. But before we get to that, players we'll owners, quick, we'll get do a quick recap. Chris is down by 14 points right now. Uh, in the game, in the Battle of the Brothers, guess that Yankee. It's the final week. He's down by 14 points. He needs a minor miracle to win this one. So if Ryan knocks out one three pointer, it's yeah. pretty much it's pretty much done for Chris. Yeah, pretty much. That's. I, I don't think that's true. If he if he knocks out one, your your back is against the wall. Then, like I, back, then you I have can, to go. Re, you'd have to go. Perfect from then on. You, if I get a three, you you're done. You can't let Ryan score. You can't let Ryan score until you got to take the first four yeah, on your own. Agreed. You do. You got to take at least the first four. You can on go your first own. this week. I think was I supposed to go first, but you can go first since you're trailing so much. No, we do the opening question. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Are you scared? Me? No, I'm very I, confident. I personally feel that the timer should be eliminated for the final round. Well, we, I can't we, even for some reason there's no there's no clock up on my Skype. This like week, we so. we talked about a lot of different things that could make this very interesting, but at the end of the day, we decided to keep it the same. I think since the first round didn't have a timer, I think it's more than okay to turn the timer off and just to kind of speed up Ryan and I and remind remind us that you know times times running and we need to move quicker there's something there's something wrong with you you're just trying to find excuses on why you're losing no i blame it on the timer i blame it on the timer something you know who you know who gave up excuses the other day the owner (laughs) which is which is proves my point by the way that the owners would cave it was not the players it was the owners that caved because they knew how badly they needed this. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, how? what other way can you describe it at this point? Because did, wasn't there a whole big social media thing the other day with the, all the players quoting each, quote, tweeting every, each other saying, tell us when and where? 
Wasn't that a whole big thing? A little social media campaign yeah. on the player's behalf? Uh, yeah, but then, but, it, what, then what, it, wait, 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 but then it was exposed that but, the owners had their own agenda as to why things weren't. But we knew that. we Didn't we talk about that last week about how that? No, we didn't talk about the underlying. Uh, well, I talked to you about it. I don't right. know if maybe that wasn't on the show per se. But the grievance that the players could file if they what, agreed to less games when really they could play the, more at the time. Back in, back in March when the players took the $180 million or whatever it was to get them through um, – first couple months they were the the owners agreed that they would negotiate in good faith which what that meant was they had to play as many games as possible right now the owners you know to their credit or discredit for on our side as fans are doing everything in their power to make sure that they are uh, only able to play 60 games this year it seems that's what they're able to Whatever it breaks out to, whatever the money is, they'll play more if you don't want to take a full prorated salary. They'll play more. But whatever a full prorated salary over 60 games is, that seems to be their line in the sand. That's where all everybody you listen to, that's where the numbers seem to stay, right there. No matter how the owners break it down, that's where it seems to be. And I think at that point, the, the players can sit there and say it's fucked up that the owners waited this long so that they can get it under X amount of games or, or whatnot. But at the end of the day, the owners are giving the players what they wanted from the beginning. And that was, they'll take, it seemed as if they take as many games as they wanted to throw out, but they wanted 100% of a prorated salary, no, which no, I no, always they, thought was fair. But here's my issue with the players. Now I was on their side. I was on their side. I, we figured out the, the owner's devious plot to delay things until they can only get to a 48, 50 games, whatever it was, because they said, because they figured, oh, we just keep delaying this until we can only play 50 games. They can't sue us because they'll look at the calendar and be like, oh, how the hell are we going to, we going to play more than this, this many games. But now where I turn on the players, you guys made a whole big stink on, on Twitter Tuesday or Monday or whatever friggin' day it was, tell us when and where Tony Clark and Rob Manford finally get in a room together, which they should have did two months ago, but they finally get in a room together. They say 60 games, July 19th, and guess what? The players rejected it. So don't go on social media with this whole tell us when and where thing. You're told when and where, and you still say no. So that's where the players lose me right now. So this thing isn't done. No, it's not done. And if you and let me bring up a tweet from John Heyman from earlier. Yeah, um, I mean, look, at this point, I'm with you. At this point, I agree. Uh, MLB owners are so upset by the player's counterproposal, which is said to be for about $300 million more that no response is expected to be immediate. And we were hoping, and we're recording on Thursday night, when we were all hoping when this all broke that by Friday we'd have something locked up, written in stone, that we'd have a baseball season. And it doesn't look like we're any closer to that. So the players want 70, the owners want 60, and it doesn't take a genius to figure out that 65 is in the middle. So why are we not there? The owners are set on the 60 the players are set on the full prorated salaries. So they both are getting what they want in a way. Yeah. So just 
just compromise do it now. now. No, I agree. Just do it I agree. Now. I agree now. Negotiations work. Look, it's a compromise. Yeah, I'll stick with what I've said from the beginning. The players made it clear what they wanted, and I thought what they wanted was extremely fair. They're getting what they wanted now, and the fact that they're rejecting it is going to they're not getting what they want. They want full prorated over more games. Okay, so the owners don't want to pay for more than sixty games. So that's my point: is that the the players never had that issue. The player's issue was 100% of a prorated salary and they're getting that. And it's not 50 games. It's not 40 games. It's 60 games. So you have to be okay with that at this point. If you re- if you truly want to play, if you truly want to say, sit there and say, tell me when and where, well, they're telling you when and where and when opening day is going to be, and you're still rejecting it. And weren't there people out there on Twitter saying, uh, if you, think this deal isn't done, you're being pessimistic or you're looking, you know, at yeah. things in a negative light. Well, yeah. it's not done. And I mean, at this point, can we be optimistic that it will get done? Because the other day, whenever it was, was it Tuesday, I think, uh, or I forget my days were all crossed up, but it was basically, we were told a, a, a framework was put in place for a possible deal. No one reported a deal was done. And people that, that said that, they're not being negative. They were just reporting what the, the truth. That a deal wasn't done. And here we are sitting recording Thursday evening. A deal still not done. And it seems that we're not close to getting a friggin' deal done. And you can be mad at both sides. But, you know, don't give me this tell me when and where shit. And then you're told when yeah. and where and you don't do it. Yeah. I'm sorry. You lose me on that one. Yep, I agree. I wanted, I wanted to be pro player after we learned a nefarious uh, plan of the of the owners. But come on now. You're trying to get the, the, the court of public opinion on your side by saying, just tell us what to do and we'll do it. And you're told that and you're not doing it. And now it seems like you're the ones that are hanging up baseball. And I got to say, Ryan was. And who would have thought, let me just say, and who would have thought that the the most level-headed one out of all this would be fucking Randy Levine. He seems to be trying to to, ne- huh. to negotiate, yeah. but to get the owners and players to, to work together on this. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Ryan was pretty fired up after last week when things just were looking like they weren't going to play at all. And I was against his feelings, I didn't think he was being extremely fair, but I gotta, I gotta say, I'm leaning more towards how Ryan feels now that the players are the ones to blame, because when it was the owners, you know, the owners are behind the scenes. We don't fall in love with the owners. We don't root for the owners. We root for the players. And now that the players are the ones holding this up, and in my opinion, being completely uh, petty at this point. I I have a different feeling for this negotiation now. If they don't play baseball because of this, because of the players, I'm going to have a different feeling when all is said and done. I think I am going to be a little more ticked off than I would have been. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to stop watching baseball completely. Maybe I was be, uh, over-exaggerating a bit. But in terms of still being a super fan, the the way I watch baseball currently, I don't see how I'm going to come back when when baseball comes back that I'm going to be able to have that same energy towards watching baseball. I just don't think it's going to be there. I'll always have in the back of my mind what took place in 2020. I think it's just, I think it's easy to say that now though, but I think by default you will just because it's baseball and when it's on, it's on and there's, it's not like it takes you away from 
something else that you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. So by default, you will. But I mean, they're just this. This is something that I'm passionate about, and I'm I'm unsure if that passion of watching the Yankees will still be there if they take a whole year off and not just if they took off because it was a safety concern and a health issue, a hundred percent. I'm obviously you have to do what you have to do, but the fact that, yeah, we've been beating that horse to death that they're, they mentioned nothing ever about this, their safety concerns. It's it's nothing to do with COVID. It's all about negotiating uh, your salaries and your, and your money. And so that's where it just, it just puts a sour taste in my mouth in a way. Like how can I truly, put my full support into this this sport that i i love and i i'm it's you know you know how you will there's only one way if the yankees play a full season next year and they're dominant and they yeah give you what you're looking for and they win a world series yeah no yeah i know i just i don't know we'll see when we get there he's not gonna watch he's not gonna watch baseball next year so it's it's not possible it's certainly a possibility if they don't play this year and they they're you know they're trying they're making a push right now to get it going and and continuing these negotiations and they're they keep it in roadblocks and it's just it's very frustrating to see man because you just want them to play baseball and it's and it's ne- it's negotiable now yeah. and then garrett cole had to tickle your balls the other yeah. day by showing him driving to yankee yeah. stadium and, uh, and, and then throwing a bullpen i mean like come on bro that's not cool like we're all yeah, sitting tickle here your fucking, own balls dude like we're all sitting here with blue balls now and then you got to add to it with this shit thanks garrett you, you know jerk I and think, by the way, Mr. Cole, that pitch was up. It wasn't even a fucking strike. So if you're going to select a pitch out of your bullpen, at least give me something down the middle, you dickhead. Yeah. I mean, we're angry, obviously. Um, but I think at this point you're a little more drained from all of it because you would just... No, like, I was drained by all of it. The, I was drained. That's why last week or two weeks ago I said I don't want to talk about this shit anymore. But now this whole thing, now I'm fucking fired up again. Now like, I'm pissed off. Like the... The true baseball fan has a love for the game that's just, like, pure. It's unlike anything else. And you would hope, I guess the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The 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 naive side of, of a baseball fan hopes that the love of the game from the players meets the greed. Yeah. But it and it's just it's and it's just job. not and it's being it's being exposed to a different level at this point. You're not gonna you're not gonna go sell vans for the love of and, and let's so. and let's be fair because vans right. If your yeah. boss said that, no, to you, yeah, you're not no, be like no, I love it, boss. I'm just gonna do it for like forty percent of what. No, you but you know what? I me. I admit that I admit that you're you know I'm not in a career that I love and I'm passionate. If I was a baseball, I mean, to be a baseball player, I'd have to say. One out of every, you know, hundred players doesn't enjoy actually playing the game. Like Barry Zito hated baseball. He hated watching it. He hated everything. He also about never owned the TV. He never owned the TV. Okay. Yeah, he was. But at this point, it's just like Barry Zito is one of the players on. And the game and, this week. and let's be fair, by the way. Let's be fair. Let's not group everyone together because it seems like a guy like Cole is ready to go. Like it seems like guys like Cole do have that love There's of the game. There's plenty of guys that are ready to go. Well, yeah. Bryce Harper, Kristen Yelich, they've all been outspoken this week. Hey, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. I let me look up Trevor Bauer's tweet. I came across my timeline. I, I think we I sh- we should I should read this. So let's not group all the players together. At but this you point. have to. But you have to group them together because they're a union. Well, when you make a statement, yes. I mean, because they the they union represent represents every every player. 
But what I'm saying is it's not every when you look at every single player when right, you're rooting right. for them, it's not not all of That's them. That's a good point. I not all of them that. don't have that love of the game that where they would have started playing. Now there's Trevor. Let me just cut yeah, you give me, yeah, this is Trevor. Give me this is Trevor Bauer's idea to make money for Major League Baseball so they can get their money, right? Excuse me. He says, uh, I present to you the solution to all the Major League Baseball problems. Uh, he says lav mics, but I'm pretty sure he means live mics. Uh, mic everyone up. Players, coaches, I owners, said. GMs, commissioners, union members, everyone. Transparency equals accountability. I don't know. Is lav a thing? Because then he writes it again. Lavs are $200 a piece. Would cost well under $1 million. Free two-day shipping with Prime. Who says They're probably no? the mics that, that clip onto you or something. Right? And but- then he goes on to say... I don't wait. There's more. This is where now it's going to come into uh, being monetized for Major League Baseball. He says fans pay a dollar per month for in-game access to the players of their choice. Twenty-four-seven access is five dollars a month. Now, why you would want to like follow Aaron Judge, like taking a shit? I don't really know, but you know, twenty-four-seven, right? You're paying your five dollars. You should have full access. And then he goes on to say the pool of money is split between ownership and players based on listenership percentages. Everyone makes money and we get baseball back better and cleaner than ever. I, mean, I that's something I I kind of said, said something similar where you set up mics in the dugouts and you give an exclusive uh, VIP ticket where you can listen into the what you uh, what the players are saying in the dugout. You Dude, gotta, you so gotta come up with the way. I want you to tweet him and it's, tell him, be like, "Listen, motherfucker, why are you stealing my ideas?" It's, it's too it's much of a liability. A now. It's too much of a liability. What Major is, League Baseball, Major League Baseball up? is is responsible for the product that they put out. Put a delay on it, and you, yeah, but then what? You're gonna have someone censoring. Uh, no, how, you just don't. It's just bleeped. Like if, like if Aaron Judge like hits a big home run and DJ's in the dugout going, "Yeah, motherfucker, you just hear who's bleeping you it, hear the fuck." Of someone bleeping it. That's what yeah. they do for award shows. So they're going to do that for every single player that's mic'd up? Well, who, who are you paying for? I'm sure no one's going to pay to hear what uh, Tyler Wade has to say. Maybe Ryan would. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how many people are you going to hire to bleep things out? There's 40 million people out of work, right? So there you go. Just create more jobs. See, and this, this, just ties too in, much. this ties into Major League Baseball needing to take that next step of growing up and getting past the whole reputation of baseball and the integrity of the game because that they are liable or whatever. What, what word did you use? They're res- I just said they're responsible for the product. They and, and they hate anything that can somewhat yeah. damage integrity. But if you get rid of that mindset and you let the players play and you uncensor it and you we grow up and move past all of that because it's 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 so outdated the whole censorship people want thing and behind the scenes access. Yeah, and people we're grown ups now. It. So okay. then think I think about, a way to think of, I think a way to make it realistic is to not be every player available. Maybe you pick three or four players from each team. Yeah, you could okay, do that. Fine. And then you so then you have only need a few guys yeah. from each club to be censoring. You can make it eighteen plus too for mature content. You know, you don't but have think to think about it like this. Kids. Why why is the Last Dance was that so successful? Why has the documentary series on The Undertaker been so successful? Because you're behind a wall now that you never right. got to see behind before, mm-hmm. right? 
Michael Jordan was always so guarded in private. You heard shit about him, right? But you never got to see that side of him. The Undertaker was always in character, even when he did personal appearances. And now, all of a sudden, like you hear, you see his wife, you see his kids, you get, you hear his thoughts on shit, right? Think about the two biggest uh, pieces of MLB video that we that went yep. viral and were so entertaining and captivated fan bases. It was Terry Collins and Aaron Boone when you got to hear them going after umpires and shit. People want what they what they're not supposed to have. And if you hear an Aaron Judge having a conversation with John Carl Stan about uh you know uh, Justin Verlander's curveball, you know maybe it's not as sexy as some of that other stuff, but it's also stuff that you're not supposed to hear as a fan. Yeah, yeah. and that'd be something that you'd want. You know, you might pay a buck if it's a buck. I like Ryan. You, your idea was a little probably a little too expensive and a little too grand for sure, the common fan. Sure. But to sit there and have access to Aaron Judge mic'd up for a dollar a game or five bucks a month or whatever it was, I think there's there's a solid idea behind that. To, that that to, would be something that people would maybe pay for. To back your point, I want to bring up a few quick things. The first thing is I hate the NFL, but Hard Knocks is one of my favorite shows. And when NFL players are mic'd up, it's very right? entertaining. So I, I don't Nobody even, does a better job than NFL films with, yes. their, yeah, with their videos. I don't even, videos. I don't even like football, but I love when I watch Hard Knocks. I love the yeah. show. It's entertaining because it's something that you don't normally see. But two other points I want to quickly make. To, to Christian's uh, argument here. There was one documentary that I can point out of Derek Jeter when he was on his race to 3000. And it was well, on... Minka Kelly? It, Minka I don't Kelly. know. It was on HBO. It was on HBO. Yeah, Minka yeah. Kelly was there. And this is a guy that you've fallen in love with. How do you, at, think, how do you think Hannah Davis feels about that? Because they portrayed Minka as being like the one... I heard they're just going to the deep fake it. They're going to face swap her <laughs> so that okay. it's Hannah Davis now. But anyway, this is the one guy you fa- you've fallen in love with, and you almost ask yourself, "What is had? Who is Derek Jeter? Because he's so closed off, and everything you hear is just so perfect, and and, and you know whatever." And then you watch this documentary, and and I remember one scene that kind of just like woke me up. It's when Nunez was on the team, and he's trying to talk to Jeter, and Jeter just looks over at the other players, and he goes, "What the fuck did he just say?" <laughs> and I went, "What did Jeter just say? Fuck." I was like, holy shit. That's a whole nother and side. And it was kind of like, it was it was crazy for me. And it's the same thing when he uh, was inducted in the Hall of Fame and they had those videos where he was behind the scenes with his family mm-hmm. and his daughter and his wife and his, and his parents. And he gets that phone call and it was like a weird feeling you got that you had this perspective that you really never got. And it was engaging and it was something that if I wasn't a casual fan, if I got to see more of that, I probably would become a, a big, big time baseball fan. Because baseball players are out of their fucking minds and they're yeah. funny and they're cool and they should be exposed to the public more. You know, like Peter Alonzo is just like a big goon. Like who wouldn't want to just hang around with Peter Alonzo right. for a day? Right. And he, and he mashes, he hits home runs. So the girls love them. It could work. I mean, my my whole idea was more than just the idea itself, and rather, Major League Baseball needs to find a way to make up for that loss of revenue. So if that's if if that's an option, then that's a way to make up for the loss. You of know, ticket remember sales. we we had brought up the idea of piping in fake crowd noise in these mm-hmm. games, right? Yeah. And um, last Sunday they did the, quote, greatest wrestling match ever. It's how they build it between Randy Orton and Edge into 
add to the presentation of the match. They piped in fake crowd noise, and I thought I was going to hate it, but it actually worked. Did it? Did they I CGI won- a crowd or no? No. They did so not it was CGI just the noise that did it for you? Because right now what they're doing is the, they have trainee wrestlers, and they're putting them in the in the stands to act as a crowd. Okay, here's the only thing that would so make wh- it more difficult for baseball is that it's unscripted. So you don't know what's going to happen at any time. You need to be pretty quick. But if the Yankees are home and somebody hits a home run, you play cheering. No, I know. It wouldn't be impossible by any means, and I think they should think about it. And it could be on a delay that somebody could hit a button. You know, you're watching on a delay anyway. What would be another 60-second yeah, delay? The, the sound just wouldn't be a delay. I mean, it could work. Like, would that be that could enhance the game? Now, with no do, you, fans. do you think the wrestlers were able to hear the crowd noise, or was it probably just for TV? No, streams? that was post, that was in post production. Yeah, so they could do that. They could do that with a nice little delay in there, add it in. Hey, it would work. Just bring uh, baseball back. Listen, I I truly think that if I was watching a game, even if I didn't see people in the in the stands. Because uh, you really don't behind home plate anyway, Yankee Stadium. Uh, I would be, I would, my brain would be fooled by it enough, yeah. where I'd actually enjoy uh, the the crowd noise. Well, now though, even if they do come back, I read that uh, Doctor Fauci saying that uh, he recommends baseball does not play into October. And I recommend that he shuts the fuck up. Yeah, seriously. You want to know what else he fucking (laughs) recommended? Everything that he turned on. Everything that he ended up contradicting. So, Dr. Fauci, respectfully, uh, go fuck yourself. Okay? (laughs) I heard he's a fan of the show, actually. Yeah, he he listens. So... Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci. Hey, Dr. Go fuck yourself. You fucking loser. Fauci. So as we got off uh, on a side rail here, so again, we're still really no, no closer to anything happening in terms of getting a season. And like we said last week, they, they're saying they need three weeks to get these stadiums and ballparks ready uh, in terms of getting the players ramped up, in terms of getting the fields ready, in terms of ed- getting uh, the quote social distancing practice measures AKA, set up. AKA, so, they better fucking figure this out quick. Yeah. And today's up. what? And today's what? The 18th? Yep. So yeah, even Ju- if, uh, June 18th. So we were, you know, they're saying July 19th, they want to get a season started. So, and it has nothing to do with the virus coming back. I don't want the season going past Halloween anyway, because that's not what baseball right. is. So let's get the regular season rolling. Let's get to see it over by October 1st. Let's get into the fucking postseason and let's go. And they're, they're also talking about what they say. Now they're going to expand it to what? Extra postseason teams, yeah, I think but two extras. How many did they say? It was no. I think that this split's proposal had more now. Oh wow! It might have been seven. I, might have been half to close to half the. You know, fuck that. Just just have the season. But they're only doing it because they make all their money in the postseason. Yeah, they and the they, players don't. They're also doing it it's, because it's, it's because free of labor. They're also doing it because a lot of teams that should make the playoffs might not, and a lot of teams that will make the playoffs uh, shouldn't have. So they're trying to give extra room for the teams that should be there that might have gotten off It'll, to a slower start, where in a normal season they would definitely be in the what postseason. Was it, what was that tweet you had yesterday? In the last 10 years, the Yankees would have finished what? First or finished. second in every year, except for one, they were fourth, which I was shocked about because I always thought that within the first 60 games of the Yankees season, yeah. 
that they weren't that good Sluggish. every year, first or second place. I mean, they would have they would have made so, the playoffs. So uh, MLBPA their their new uh, contract offer was uh, proposals for sixteen teams for the next two seasons, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one for the playoffs. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. If you're gonna do the, you want me to read out what else they have in here? If you're going to do the yeah, one second, if you're going to do the expanded postseason, you do it this year because we're playing a shortened season and we go back to regular next year because they want that. Then I don't want this carrying over into the next CBA. I don't like having right, more playoffs. Right. That's in true. Yeah. So it, it's a 70 game season proposal from July 19th through September 30th. Full prorated pr- uh, play spring training to begin June 26th to the 20 or the 28th. Um, yeah, expanded playoffs and then just a bunch of. But do you money see what they did there? Do you see what they did? Universal DH for the next two years as well. They completely went against what Christian was saying would have been logical and probably could have gotten a deal done. And instead of saying sixty-five games, they went with seventy. Which is, look, if you want to be seventy, right in your head, obviously, and the owners told you they want to be sixty and they're giving you the hundred percent pro rate, then. To, to truly negotiate, we're not listening to negotiations at this point. We're no. listening to a bunch of stubborn assholes from right. both sides just give what they want. You're right. We're not hearing negotiations anymore. We talked about it before we went on air, me and Ryan. It's been one, it's been the same deal over and over from the owners, and I've been on the player side because of it. Well, now they give something that's a little bit more and uh, towards the what the players want. And now the players come back and they're not, that's not a negotiation to go back to 70 games is not a negotiation. Yeah. I mean, uh, Evan, I was listening to Joe and Evan earlier today and he, he or it might've been Joe, one of the two of them said, there's not really a diff- big difference at this point right now between 60 and 70 games, but there is a big difference between zero and yes. 60 games. Yeah. So let's not let those 10 games hold up a season. Let's not what I want. Let's I mean, not do let I want egos more get in the way of this. Well, that's too late for that. So, do I want more baseball? Do I want as much baseball as possible? Absolutely, but I, I, I'd take sixty rather than zero. Yeah, Serious. absolutely. Okay, uh, so Christian got disconnected. His Wi-Fi sucks. Um, so we're picking back up here, I guess. What were we? Let me just add here. This is what Manfred said in response to that 70 game proposal from the MLBPA. Manfred said, I told him, Tony Clark, 70 games was simply impossible given the calendar and the public health situation. And he went ahead and made that proposal anyway. So clearly, still some rough times ahead. Well, they, for maybe they want to play. They want to give the players off days. So they want to play 60 games in, uh-huh. in 70 days. That's. They're trying. The owners want to delay this to the point where they can only play sixty games, and giving the players some off days in there. And you know, can uh, you explain to me just very quickly? I don't want to obviously take too long on it. What the new CBA thing actually means next year? It means nothing next year because they're still going to play under this one. Well, after when it's when it's expired, what does that mean exactly? What happened? Yeah, it's a, a collective bargaining agreement. It's going to be uh, salaries and uh, rule changes and all that type of shit. But can it's they really basically come down? To, it really most of it is money. It's just how the money's going to be distributed. Does it change like the players' union in any way? Like who's in charge and stuff like I, that? I don't know. I don't know when there's an election for that type of thing. That's what I was. Smart, that's what they, I meant. They need if they're really, if they really want to uh, do better in this type of uh, in in the next negotiations, they should replace Tony Clark. Yeah, because because they're unhappy. 
they're unhappy with the last CBA who Tony Clark, if I'm not mistaken, negotiated it. So, yeah, I mean, I think Tony Clark, obviously the union is going to fight for him because he obviously has the players backs 100%, but you need a guy in there who's going to get shit done. You don't, you, you can't just have a guy in there who's, just going to back the players with every little thing. We're talking about negotiations now. He, This guy can't negotiate. I mean, he's not negotiating at this point. So you need someone who's going to be more of a better business, a businessman than this, or else you're going to end up getting nothing, like we said. If you can't negotiate at this point, you're going to get zero. So, so let's not before, be stupid. Yeah, let's not be stupid. So I just wanted to get this point out. I don't know where I cut off, so I'll just start it, for, as I was saying. And to get like personal here... All I ever wanted to do was to sit there and watch a, a Yankee game with my kid, right? And now I got a kid, and there's no fucking baseball. And it kills me inside because it's not because of this virus. If It's not because of the virus we're not playing baseball. It's because of greed we're not playing baseball. And, yeah, you're saying, oh, your kid's six weeks old. What does she know? She doesn't know shit. She knows shit and milk. That's it. That's really all she knows. And sleep. So as long as she's got, as long as she's got a fresh diaper and her bottle, she don't care. But daddy wants to sit there and have the experience of watching a baseball game with his little girl. And it's being taken away from me because of greedy ass people right now. And I'm sure that there's a lot of new dads out there that feel the same way. And Chris, you're not a new. Well, you technically are because Callie's only a few months old. But you, you know, you got, you know, Jack's in in ages where he's starting to know shit. Jack's at an age now where he's waking up and asking me to play baseball. And he wants to watch baseball. Share that with him. And when and Ryan has his uncle, you want to sit there, you want to share that as Uncle absolutely. Ryan, your love of the game. And it's being taken away from us because of fucking greed, not because of health, because of greed. And that's what we can't get over right now is because greed is t- taking away the game we love that we want to share. You know, people that know me know that know me really well is I don't have, really have the greatest relationship with my dad. But we bonded over two fucking things. And well, there's really more. But the two real things that we really bonded over and the two real most important things in my life outside of the actual people are Rocky because I watched Rocky four with him probably 500 fucking times as a kid. And the Yankees because he took me to games. We would play catch. He was my little league coach. And I want to be able to share that with my daughter. And I can't right now because of greed. And that's what sucks. And that's what's killing us inside that greed is taking away the game that we love, that people that we love passed on to us, and that we want to pass that love on to others. And it's not able to happen because of greed right now. So, what you know, and that's why I flipped on the players because you came out and said, just tell us what to fucking do and we'll do it. And you were told what to do and you still don't want to do it because of your fucking greed. And the owners are greedy too. They're not getting off easy here. Everybody's fucking greedy. So think about it. Your paying customers are the ones that are suffering right now. So fucking do it for them. Okay. Because you know what? You still will. And this is what really, and I'm saying this shit, and it's gonna, and it, and it's eating me up inside to know that they'll take this game away from me, but I'll still be outside Yankee Stadium waiting to get in next year. They'll because I love this game so much, and I love that team so much, and I just wouldn't be able to turn my back on it. So they could turn around and 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 shove their foot straight up my ass this year and tell me no baseball, and I'll be waiting outside like a lost dog trying to get in, into the house. Trying and to the, get to and, and the tough year. part to swallow is the fact that they know that 
And that's why this is happening because they know that any true baseball fan, even even though Ryan thinks he's not going to be as much of a fan, the second that season starts and the second they get in the thick of things, the love for baseball takes over every bit of emotion we might feel right now. I hope so. But when something or someone you love hurts you, it could sometimes be a difficult task to get over that pain that they caused you i know i'm being i'm over exaggerating or whatever is there any worse is there any worse pain than what just as an example what we experienced last year when the yankees had gave you the highest moment you've had in a decade with a home run to Mm -hmm. tie the game and then immediately crushing, crushing i mean we get hurt all the time this is a little more of a slap in the face because it's blatant it's the kind of hurt it's not because they it's lost a different, the game. It's a different pain. A, yeah, it is a different. But at the end of the day, was, what I, man, they were so close. This pain I understand is what's going on. I understand, but at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is the love for the game itself. Mm-hmm. When you watch right. the game, you take every element out. You know, Aaron Judge off the field is no longer that same person when he puts the pinstripes on and he hits a home run to walk off. You know, a big game in the ninth inning. It's you don't care at that point. You care about the result. And I think that will... that's fair. And I hope it is. I hope that is the case. But I just in my head right now, I'm picturing myself watching baseball again if they take off this year. And I don't see myself enjoying it the way that I've always enjoyed it. I hey, I could. That's you. I hope that... I, I really hope I change because I don't want to not watch baseball anymore the same way I watch it. It's a passion of mine. I mean, what the, if... the Yankees, it's it's everything when when they're on. It's it's great. And I get we do the podcast and we we vent it out, we talk it out. After I beat you tonight, will you never do trivia ever again? Probably not, but that's yeah. definitely not going to happen. So that that's Chris's segue until he wants to he wants to. Get I'm, the dying. Game right, I'm dying. I'm dying. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Did we do any? Did we do any uh, stats with Mickey Mantle? No. All right, so we'll do one with him today. To um, this is the kicker. Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> We got round number <coughs> oh, shit. round wow. number five of the Battle of the Brothers. Guess that Yankee. What's on the line is half of Chris's head or half of Ryan's hair being dyed a different color. That's or what's shaved. on the line right now. Or shaved. Why did you come from? <laughs> Do you want to shave half your head? I don't have a problem with it. If Ryan wants to go that route. No, we'll yeah. keep it to the hair dye. All right. So right now, Chris is down by 14 points. The score is 38 to 24. I would kindly ask that you not do the math in your head as the game goes along like you normally do. Just try to be in the zone. Okay. And then we'll do the tally at the end because once you realize you you lost, you're just going to give up anyway. Okay. So uh, the rules are as follows for people that uh, don't know. Three points if you guess after the first clue. Two points if you guess after the last clue. One point if you guess, uh, I'm sorry, two points if you guess after the second clue, one point after if you guess after the final clue. Now, to to kind of, if you do want to make a little change, do you want to drop the passes this week? Oh, now, now, let's just keep, it's been working. All right. All right, fine. We'll go with that. All right. So here we go. we got seven players on tap here. Chris needs a big, big, big miracle. I said minor earlier, but it's really hey, it three could happen, big. man. It's like the it uh, Patriots Falcons Super Bowl. It's like uh, fucking Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. 
All right, in Mickey Mantle's triple crown season of 1956, how many runs did he drive in? So how many RBIs? Sure, Chris. Does that make it easier in your brain? (laughs) Okay, I think I guessed first this time. I think so, and I'm totally prices writing you. Mm. No, I won't. I won't. I'll give my legitimate guess. Believe one thirty-five, Ryan. What you guess? Oh, God, I want to guess. I think he might have hit more than that because I remember he had a crazy. I'm going one one forty. Chris is uh, Chris is closer. He drove in 130 runs in 1956. <sighs> I know impressive. my I know my Mickey Mantle. <laughs> Ryan, he, are you th- was that a bone that you threw him there? Oh, well, maybe, but I no, I would have gone if I prices righted him there. I would have gone one higher than his, so he would have gotten me anyway. All right, here we go. Player number one. <clears throat> I made it to six World Series and five All Star games in my career with the Yankees. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. I made it to six World Series and five All-Star games in my career with the Yankees. Robinson Cano. No. Ryan, would you like to hear the clue? Or do you want to take a guess? Yeah, give me the clue. The clue is... I made it to six World Series and five All-Star games in my career with the Yankees. David Cohn. That is also incorrect. Chris, clue number two. I am not a Hall of Famer, but one had to change his number when he was traded to the Yankees because it was my number. Light bulb just went off in Ryan's head. Say it one more time. I'm sorry. No, it didn't. I'm not a Hall of Famer, but one had to change his number when he was traded to the Yankees because it was my number. Hmm. Jorge Posada? That is incorrect. Ryan, do you need the clue or do you want to take no, a guess I here? I think that the player that had to change his number, I could be wrong here, was Randy Johnson, and the player you're referencing is Bernie Williams. It is burn, burn, baby, baby burn. burn. Just go and burn, oh. Ryan. Burn. I'm with a two-pointer. Burn. All right, Ryan, it's your turn. Ready? I started my career in Texas in 2003 which stops in Atlanta and Anaheim before coming before becoming a Yankee. Can you say who who did he start with? Texas. Lance Lynn. No. It is, it is not <laughs> It's not Lance Lynn. Right, Chris, do you want to hear the clue or do you want to take a guess? Yeah, give me the clue. Idiot. I started my career in Texas in 2003 with stops in Atlanta and Anaheim before becoming a Yankee. I'm an idiot. You know it? Yeah. Clearly, I'm not winning. 
I really I have no idea. Uh on, throw something out there. Miguel Cairo. It is not Miguel Cairo. Ryan, I, don't, let me I, give really, you I don't even want the second clue. But you can give but it But I'm going to give it to you. I led the American League in home runs and runs batted in as the MVP runner-up in my debut season with the Yankees. Mark Teixeira. It is Mark Teixeira. Fuck. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. All right, here we go. Player number three. Kansas City, Oakland, and Boston is where I played a combined 11 seasons before becoming a Yankee. Say it one more time. Kansas City, Oakland, and Boston is where I played a combined 11 seasons before becoming a Yankee. not here yeah i am i, I i'm just not here uh, kansas city oakland and boston uh johnny damon shit it is johnny damon Boom. i knew it was chris, damon chris with a three point good job good job still in it all right here we go ryan here we go for player number four some luck that I have, I never won the World Series with the Yankees, but they won a title the year before I got there and the year after I left. Um, Javier Vasquez? No, that is incorrect. Chris, do you need a clue or do you want to take a guess? No, give me, give me the clue again, please. Some luck that I have, I never won the World Series with the Yankees, but they won a title the year before I got there and the year after I left. Jason Giambi? No, it's not Jason Giambi. If you remember week one, why we were. I know, I, I wasn't sure if you That's actually guess, did Giambi or if you said you were wrong on his clue so you didn't use him. I didn't use him because I was wrong on his clue. All right. Clue numero dos. My only 20-win season came in my final year of my career. Mike Messina. <laughs> okay. Is it Mike Messina? I thought he won a World Series. No, he didn't. He got oh, here in 2001. I, I, it, that was my guess, but I, I was thinking 2004 when he had that great postseason. Oh, Chris, right. That's a, that's a two-bagger, right? Yeah. A, two, a two-bagger. All right, here we go. Who's first? I think it's my clue. All right, I was no, on no, the no. two. Yeah, you had Johnny Damon, then I just went first for that one. Yeah, you got three points for Johnny Damon. So um, then Ryan went, and then all right, here we go. I was on the 2009 World C. Uh, ugh, excuse me, I was on the 2009. Time out, time out, time out. You're first because 
you, I guessed first wrong on that last one. And then you just guessed out later. And I guess Mike Messina before taking. No, you're up because you got the, you got the Mickey Mantle stack. Correct. So you went one, Ryan went two, you went three, Ryan went four and we're on player number five. So you're up. So how many points did I just get? You got three. You got two points there for guessing on the second clue. But then how was Ryan? Oh, that was his se- That was his second clue. You're right. Okay, sorry. Go. You're up. All right, here we go. I was on the 2009 World Series team and then was promptly traded to the Braves. Say it one more time. I was on the 2009 World Series team and then was promptly traded to the Braves. Melky Cabrera. You son of a bitch. How'd you know that? That was my guess. I'm surprised you knew that one. That's a good, that was a good guess there. All right. Here we go. Player, there's down to two players here. Things are getting a little tight. Ryan, you feeling the heat? Yeah. All right. My time in the Bronx wasn't much more than a cameo appearance after spending nearly 12 seasons with the Astros. Lance Berkman. It is. Let's go. It's so mad you got that, dude. It's over now. Because I had it in my head, and I was just waiting for you to not get it. I got it. Last player. Here we go. I won five World Series titles, four in the Bronx and one north of the border. Four in the Bronx, one north of the border. Um... Say it one more time. You just fucking said it. Just now say it. I need to hear it one more time. I won five World Series titles, four in the Bronx and one north of the border. Mm. I don't know. Pass. Brian, you need to. Yeah, just give again. it to me one more time. I won five World Series titles, four in the Bronx, and one north of the border. David Wells. It is not David Wells. Good guess. I played with Daryl and Donk in Queens and the Bronx. Hmm. Played with Daryl and uh, uh, I don't know, David Cohn? It is David Cohn. That was my other right. guess if I didn't go Wells. Here we go. Ready? Here's the final tally. Damn, who's, uh, Ryan sorry. has two, four, seven points to bring his total to 45 points. Chris has three. He has 10 points to bring his total to 34. Good effort, Chris. But you the loser. You lose. Good round. Good, good round for Chris. He did valiant effort. It was a valiant effort. We have to. If we had a soundboard, we we do the clapping thing. We'd add that in. We'd give him a little little hand here. Golf claps. Even if you didn't get Lance Berkman, I still would have lost. Oh really? 
But now your hair's getting dyed. <laughs> your dad died, died. Yeah, so I'm probably just going to do a uh, nice jet black halfway on this. How dark is his hair, though? Would you notice it? Yeah, you have would. to be able to totally. notice it. Nah, 100% would. would. You would. And you can't shave your head the next day. you got to walk around like that for a week. I'm fine with it. I'll accept the, I'll accept the loss. You you were you got me a little nervous there the last couple of weeks you you turned your game on, but Stack Guy Rai is just too much for you. I got too much Yankee knowledge up in my nog. I think that was the, was that the, that might have been the most competitive week that you guys yeah, have had. Though. And we were yeah we we didn't miss any. Uh, you didn't stump us this week. Some great clues. I gotta commend you, Christian, on your. I wanted. Your I wanted to get duty. down to the one. I wanted to get down to the one pointers on a couple of them because they were pretty good. Because, like Bernie Williams, the one pointer, I would often burn opposing teams with my penchant for clutch hits. Mm. <laughs> Mark Teixeira, I was on the mark four hundred and nine times in my career, two hundred and six <laughs> times in the Bronx. Uh, Johnny Damon, call me an idiot, call me a caveman, but make sure you call me a two-time World Series champion. Like that. Melky Cabrera, like the milkman, I delivered for the Yankee fans when I hit a home run. Those are good. Those. It's like good. when you're watching. Uh, it's like when you watch Kid Jeopardy. Uh huh. Like when the <laughs> elementary schools are on it, and you're like, come on. I don't know. I think we found something here. It's a good little uh, little trivia and then, game. And Lance Berkman here. If you guys have gotten to the one pointer, I don't think many of you know what his. You know what his nickname is? I do. Burke I the would. Jerk. I would if you said it. I think because it would have said. Given my nickname, one might think Puma is my favorite brand of sneakers. Big Cat. No, his nickname is literally the Big Puma. Oh. So. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that. So, but I gotta say, um, I think as players. We did better. Like, if you go back to the first week of this, we got down to the one-point question a lot. Yeah, we did. We, we week, were banging them out. In week now. one, you guys answered, uh, let's see here. You guys missed, no, we didn't do the final player that week. But in week one, there were three out of the six were answered on the final clue. Wow. Uh, in week two, uh, one out of eight was answered on the final clue. Uh, week three... Nobody was answered on the final clue. That's uh, pretty impressive. And this week, week, yeah, week four, you guys didn't guess one, and two of them were answered on the final clue. Yeah, we had a rough week and, last week. And then this week, nobody uh, was guessed on the final clue. Boom. So, and somebody, I don't know what's going on in my neighborhood. Somebody's been shooting off fireworks every day this week. It's getting closer yeah, to I the Fourth of July. Something. Last night it was loud. Fire so as we uh, as we close out the show here, while Chris contemplates having to walk around with two shades of hair Got color, him. got him, <laughs> bang. <laughs> it's fucked up that I'm always a loser here. You could have won. <laughs> you could have won. It was just like there's no law against it. That's you couldn't have won. There's no uh, executive order from Governor Murphy that says Chris can't win games. Funny though, I had my best week when Ryan's next to me. And I can monitor monitor what's actually. And I also had a pretty damn good week too because I had a few that it was one or the other, and I went with the other twice, and you got it. Like that David Cohn one, I was I wasn't sure if it was Cohn, Wells, or Clemens, so I went with Wells, and it was Cohn. What are you gonna do? Still won. 
So as we uh, close out the show here, we do we do have to bring this up. Is that the Yankees cheated, guys? They're cheaters. Uh, they yeah. cheat. Yeah. How did this even get brought up? Uh, because the <clears throat> a judge wants to unseal the letter from MLB to the Yankees, and the Yankees don't want to uh, because they, they said it would it would damage somebody's reputation. But if I bring up the report, um, I thought it was released though. Not the actual letter. I mean, we know basically what happened. A judge or Aaron Judge? Right. Obvi- well, obviously, they're talking about Aaron Judge. Right? They're talking about someone who's who obviously has a good reputation. Maybe it's Guardy, Judge. But who gives a shit? When you get to the content of what the letter is, it doesn't matter. It was all legal. It still well, what is. What day would do this? Was that Saturday? I feel like it was Saturday. So I got to go back here. You guys bullshit. I want to bring up the actual report. Do you know much about it, Ryan? Uh, they, they, I think they re- were reporting that the Yankees had like three cameras set up in the outfield. No. Oh, I thought that was the last thing I read, that they had somebody monitoring the camera feed and they were relaying signs to the dugout. Which, I mean, look, if this comes out and this is true, then I have a totally new uh, opinion on Aaron Judge. Yeah, no, uh, listen. All right, here we go. This is from Andy Martino, and he got a lot. And I know we particularly are not big fans of him, but it, it, is, uh, it is pretty accurate reporting. He says, uh, reread this tweet and want to make clear that it is widely reported in through my sources. Mark to share on the record to Joel Sherman that the Yankees used a replay room to decode sequences in 20 and 15 and 2016. But when Boston asked MLB to investigate the Yankees in 2017, which is the year in question here, MLB found no violations. This is why anyone hoping that Manfred's letter to the Yankees in 17 will reveal a cheating scheme, including scumbag Bregman, douchebag Correa, Martino didn't say that, but I am, will be disappointed. There wasn't one. Of the course, the Yankees have stolen signs, but there wasn't a cheating system in 17 as Witt, Houston, and Boston. So, Carlos Correa, go fuck yourself because you lying, cheating, scumbag, son of a bitch that, that mocked Aaron Judge's tweet when the Astros scandal came out. You're too fucking stupid to read and understand that there was no cheating scandal going on. There, there wasn't any cheating scandal going on. Anybody that reported on this said that there would be no information leaking about a cheating scandal going on. So you want to go out there and make your fucking stupid comments, Carlos Correa, who is officially by far my most hated player in fucking Major League Baseball. You can go fucking fuck yourself. Okay, I'm done with it. I'm officially done. Like, I don't know if I went on the record earlier and saying somebody else was my most hated player in baseball, but that dickhead is officially my most hated player in baseball. You want to mock Aaron Judge's tweet and that on top of everything else you did when you didn't even bother to take the time to read these reports? I'm glad he did it. You want to know why? Because we might get a season now soon and I'm I'm and I'm refired up. Yeah. I'm refired the up. fuck up, mm-hmm. and I hope he gets one right in his fucking back. Wait, what? I can't read? I don't know how to open links and read reports? Come on, Carlos. He's a fucking loser. Let yeah. me tell you that. And let me and let me ask you one thing. Wasn't it reported that all teams were pretty much using this replay room, and, and it wasn't and, a rule yet? Not 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't put in in writing that the replay room couldn't be used. Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay. No, right? But they said if it, that you would probably have to nail half the league at that point. If so, you're going so back in that 2018, far. that's when the rule was instated, mm-hmm. and there were teams that did not give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. This is also from Martino. Can report that Manfred's letter to the Yankees in 2017 did not say Yankees engage in sign stealing. MLB's investigation did not find any evidence uh, did not find any evidence of violations in 17. He says story will be up shortly about why the Yankees want the letter sealed. I don't really care, but and then it says <clears throat> the Yankees were upset with Manfred's release in 2017 issuing the Yankees Red Sox discipline. They felt it unfairly implicated them and likely feel the same in arguing to keep the letter sealed. And then he goes, there's further tweets. Don't expect big revelations about the Yankees and sign stealing in the letter. Evan Drellick reported on MLB thoroughly investigated the complaint against the Yankees at the time issued the fine. We know about the league has long been convinced there wasn't an issue there with the Yankees. The letter, if unsealed could be embarrassing before it be uh, for the Yankees because it reminds public they were fined in 17. But if you're waiting for details of an Astros Red Sox type scheme, you'll be disappointed. So let me ask, let me ask you something. Where, 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 and when did Correa mock that day? Five day. These are tweets from five days ago. So that's when this all broke out. But where did he do it on social media? He just literally tweeted, wait, what? Because when, uh, the athletic tweeted the, uh, um, the, the piece about Mike fires, blowing the whistle Aaron judge quote tweeted and said wait what and he okay and he used verbatim with the same exact amount of periods and spaces did wait what so wait what read the fucking tweets read the reports Carlos come on bro you want to know you want to sit there and say oh Jose Altuve didn't cheat yeah okay Right. He didn't cheat. He's an upstanding citizen. He stood in the corner. A monkey. Uh, what do they say? See the, the three monkeys. See no evil. Hear no evil. See. Uh, speak speak no, no evil. evil. Yeah. Let me. Yeah, that let was me, Carlos Correa. Right. One of the three monkeys over in I the like, corner. I like uh, using no analogies. Evil. I like using analogies. So I'm going to use this one. Uh, you're married. You cheat on your wife. Right. And you spend weeks, months apologizing, writing letters, crying during the apology, everything. And then one of your friends comes out and says, yo, I have this, I have this uh, text message that your wife sent back, you know, two, two years ago, whatever. And she might've cheated before you or something. And you go publicly in her, or you go in her face and you just go, wait, what? Um, you fucking did it. Right. Look at what an ass. Okay, you know what that would make you? A fucking asshole. Someone who was not sorry. Someone who has no remorse for your own actions. And someone who takes no responsibility for what you did. Yeah, it doesn't take away your cheating because someone so else if you, cheated. So even if the Yankees did cheat, the fact <laughs> that you think you can publicly come out and just try and make this a, a joke of like, wait, what? You did it too? Yeah. No, that just means you're a fucking prick scumbag. That's all that Clueless. means. And... Uh, in the years the Yankees had this system set up, which again was not against the rules at the time. Okay, let's let's be clear about that. I still don't like it, rules. but it wasn't against the rules. 
I can't find who tweeted this, but there was at least five other teams that MLB knows about that did this shit. And I remembered off the top of my head, the Rangers, Royals, and Phillies were also implicated in what the Yankees were up to in 15 and 16. So, And ultimately, Wait, they, they didn't, they didn't win a World Series. The Astros won. The Red Sox won. I mean, it might not change anything. And here's what really anything, pisses me off. All Astros Twitter, they came out of the woodwork like mm-hmm. fucking ants at a picnic. Because they're not to- sorry. They do not feel bad for what they did. Oh, see, see, you guys made fun of us, and you guys have been talking shit about us, but Completely but you different. did it too. No, dumbasses. Fucking learn how to read. Do you not know how to read down in Houston? Do you just go based off of, of stupid headlines? Ooh, letter. Letter to the Yankees. Oh, they did it. <laughs> no, dicks. They didn't do anything. It says it right there. Because they don't care about anything. They don't. They clearly don't care about anything but themselves. They don't think. They don't think they're wrong. If if you kill somebody, right? You're an Astros fan. Bang! You kill somebody. Okay. You don't feel remorse over the fact that you murdered. You feel remorse over the fact that you got caught. Got caught. Mm. And then, in my mind, I'm saying to myself, then they're looking down the street, seeing some other asshole kill somebody, and be like, "Oh, he killed somebody too." Look, Wait, what? Yeah, that makes Wait, it okay. He, he, so, so I'm not so bad. What I did isn't so bad because he killed somebody too. You know what a you know what a wait, remorseful wait, still, it's still wrong. You know what you know what someone who was actually uh sorry for what they did would have tweeted? It's a real this would have been the tweet. It's a real shame if it comes out the Yankees had some type of cheating scandal also because it's gonna be really bad for this game after what we did. After what we did, if another team comes out and says it and, and they did it too or anything like it, we need to find a way to, to stop this immediately for the game. We knew this long long ago. We knew they had no remorse for what they did. They won the World Series. They put, they put the chip on their fucking mantle. They did it. They won the World Series. They don't care how it happened. And if, you want, and if you're someone who's comparing this to what the Astros did, don't bother talking to me because you're fucking delusional. You're delusional, which a lot of people are in this country, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. But delusion seems to be the go-to, right? Delusion, avoiding but facts. I don't need to hear from Carlos Correa. I don't need to hear from the Astral fans saying, oh, the Yankees cheated too. Look, oh, nobody. No, 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 no. First of all, even if the Yankees did, it doesn't absolve you from what you fucking did. And I think in their minds, that's what they think. They're thinking, "Oh, the Yankees did yeah. it, so it's cool. it's cool that we did it." But then they don't. Then they take it one step further by reading absolutely nothing about the actual story, and they're just jumping to conclusions that the Yankees did something in 2017. Yep. So you know, slow clap to them. They're just a stand-up organization. Need, I'm not giving anybody from Houston a slow clap. Stand-up organization for, over there. Except for The Undertaker. I respect the hell out of him. Stand but you up. know what? I hope that they all get fucking tombstone pile drivers. That's how fucking much I can't stand any of them. And, like, for real, for reals. Like, I hope Garrett Cole goes right to the back. I hope he says, yeah, I used to be one of you, but fuck you, Correa, you scum. Boom, right to the, the back. I'm with the good guys now. Yeah. Jerk off! I'm oh, angry. I'm fired up. When, when you I just fired that, me I, up. When I saw that, I lost my shit. You fired I, me I, up. Fucking! I can't stand Carlos Correa. I'm glad he did it. I'm glad we have a a, a re- we have a real villain now. Hate. We have a real villain now. Yeah. 
And let me tell you something. This motherfucker hits a big home run against the Yankees. He hits a big home run against the Yankees, and he fucking flips his bat, or he drops it. Oh, he's gone. You know he's gone. He's going to shoot. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, next fucking at bat, he better get one between his fucking shoulder blades. 100%. I'm sick of this pussy bullshit. Someone wants to show you up publicly like that, you fucking take him down. You send a fucking message. Well, I'm kind of glad he said it, because it it totally refuels that fire. So hopefully they do come back, because that's that's awesome. I and and that's and then that's the next thing we can't oh you guys can't beat us in the postseason 15 17 19 <laughs> okay fine you got us there but learn how to read first okay <laughs> like like get an ed, get an education down there okay please it does suck though they probably no they will, do suck will they, they all do will suck. they play they'll probably only play like one series against one another this year. They might uh, not even play each other this year yeah. unless they meet in the postseason. Yeah. Based on how good, give me him in the postseason. Yeah, I'll take that. And then, too. do you do you really think that like Mike Francesa, or even as much as I can't stand him, Mark Malusis or Greg Giannotti would be picking fights with people on fucking Astros Twitter? There's there's their equivalent of those type of guys that he's actively seeking fights with Yankee fans on Twitter. And it's it's kind of embarrassing to the point where if I worked for that radio station, if I was like the Mark Chernoff of that radio station, I'd probably fire him because you're an embarrassment. Who Meanwhile, is this? I, I think his name is Adam Clanton. Oh, okay. Uh He's a radio host down in Houston. And meanwhile, why he's so pissed off is because this person outed him wearing a Yankees cap and Yankees T-shirt at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> You're supposed to be a big, bad Houston Astros fan. And then meanwhile, I was reading the, the thread and it said that, oh, I didn't want to get pee thrown on me. So I blended in. Mm. First of all, you dickhead. If I went to Boston, if I went to a, a Boston Red Sox game and the Yankees weren't playing and I didn't feel like getting myself into trouble. I, I would just wear, wear nothing. Like, I wouldn't wear no a team. Red Sox uh, yeah, I wouldn't wear a Red Sox hat or a Red Sox jersey. I'd wear, I, I would wear a plain T-shirt or I would wear one of my 10,000 Rocky T-shirts. I probably wouldn't wear a hat that day, but I wouldn't I wouldn't blend in by wearing the colors of the team I'm supp- I supposedly hate. I'd you're actually... Fucking, you're a fucking fraud. You're I'd actually rather fraud. risk getting piss thrown on me than to ever be seen in a Red Sox hat and jersey. I'd rather have piss on me. Okay. Like straight from the source too. You could just whip it out and piss right Maybe on. Maybe that'll me. be the did punishment go, for the did next. Did we go time too hard on Carlos Correa today? No, did fuck we him. We didn't go hard no, enough. Did we, fuck did him. Did we go too hard on the on the Astros fans saying they don't have an education? No, fuck them. It's just disgusting. I, this is fucking war. It's at this what point. aboutism at this point? You you now it doesn't excuse let's clarify your at all. Let's clarify. If you live in Houston but you're a Yankee fan, no, you, you are educated. Right. We know you're educated. Okay, but if you're in Houston plus root for the Astros, that equals. I think it's really just you root for the Astros. Okay, let's take. Okay, it doesn't have to be isolated to Houston. Let's take the city of Houston out of it. I hear it's a nice city outside. It is gorgeous, gorgeous city. How did they become our new rival? Like, I don't even care about the Red Sox right now. How did this happen? Hey, when you win championships and you do it at the expense of the New York Yankees, they become your rival. Yeah, but I don't hate the Marlins. I don't I don't hate them because they beat the Yankees in the World Series in 2003. I hate the Astros because they're fucking scummy scummy pricks. No, the the Astros have stopped us from even getting a pennant. And we play them every single season. 
I don't hate the Tigers because they beat us in the ALCS that one year. They're not relevant. No, but the but I'm still probably going to hate the Astros in 20 years. The ti- you want to know why? Because the Tigers were irrelevant even when they were relevant. Like the, those teams were irrelevant even when they were relevant. The irrelevant relevance. Such good teams too, man. Like the Astros are are involved in everything. How did they never win a World Series when they had David Price, Max Scherzer, Justin, and Justin Verlander, and I and think somebody Cabr- else and uh, uh, and Cabrera? Who's the other pitcher? No, I'm talking about on their starting on their starting oh. rotation. They had He's, he was pitching Price for the Braves. Scherzer. He was pitching for the Braves last year in the postseason because Scherzer wasn't older the same guy then. Yeah, but come on, bro. He still was close to what he was. You had those. You had that. Those three guys and another guy that was close to being an ace on that staff, and you didn't win a World Series. That's tough. That's tough, right there. Yeah. What year were they win the World Series? Was that two thousand six? Two thousand five or two thousand six? Anibal Sanchez. Two thousand six, I think. That, that I think two thousand five was the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. two thousand five was the White Sox. Oh six. What was that? Cardinals, Tigers. They got swept. I was at one of those games at Yankee Stadium. Uh, Tigers, Yankees. That was a great first round, though, of the playoffs that year. Yankees, uh, Orioles. Orioles. Raul Abanez. No, that was that year? Yeah, I think that was the year he pinched it for A-Rod and got the... No, that was 2015, dude. No, uh, it wasn't. No. 2015 was a wild card game. Then it was like Astros. 2011 or something. 11 was when they it lost. Might have been 2012. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 2012. 2010 was, 2010 was the Rangers. They, all, the they also played the Orioles, though. And then and then I forget who they played. And them. then the Tigers swept them the next round. Was that it same the same year? It was the Tigers, yeah. That was The Tigers always would dominate but the, the Yankees. But it was 2012 because yeah. Jeter missed all yeah. 13. But I'm much. talking Giants, about. And then the Giants swept the Tigers after the Tigers. Had swept I'm talking the about like the 06 series I was at also. Oh, yeah, I was talking and, about And the Yankees just got shut down. I think yeah, Verlander terrible. even pitched the game I was at. You know what's getting shut down? You, okay? Yeah. Yeah, go, getting shut down. Go uh-huh. back to your baby, okay? Tend to, your, tend to your daughter. Don't you have a whole orphanage downstairs? Yeah, I do. They're sleeping. Wake them up. Get them started. If you got me, if you got me a little more fired up on the Correa shit, well, I probably would have. What do you, you, you want to get fired up? He called you a fucking fat. Nah, piece of see shit. that wouldn't bother me. <laughs> that shit doesn't bother me. It's when people are just publicly ignorant towards towards themselves. Actually, that's what bothers me. Mm. Like when you give me a I, bunch of bullshit and then you think you can just shove it in someone else's face, you're a fucking scumbag. Yeah, that's ridiculous. you want to call me a piece of shit. I'm. That's fine. I you don't mean enough to me to for me to actually give a fuck. Carlos Correa. Wow. Yeah, it's scum. Really. So what do you guys want to do next week? I don't know. We're gonna have to figure it out. Well, hopefully by next week they'll have a plan set, they'll agree to something, and we will be able to talk about the put 2020 baseball season. I, I put in 75% they play this year. I didn't you cut out. What did you say? 75% chance that they play this year. Okay, but what's the percent that this the deal will be locked up and in place by the time we sit down and record it in a week? I I'm honestly I'm gonna say ninety eight percent. 
Yeah, because I feel like they have to come to some sort of terms here, whether they're playing or not, within the next week. So I'll go 90 percent. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go zero or a hundred. Is either zero percent, which means there will be no baseball, or a hundred percent, which right. means that they because it's it's do or die time right now. It is. I'd say by by Monday night, we have a deal in place and we're getting baseball. Oh, but yeah, that was again Monday night where they came. The players came out and said, "Oh." Uh, we need. We want to end the business on Monday. Tell us when and where they did, and you still said no. So, uh, my two assholes of the week are definitely Carlos Correa and the players right now. Because, sorry, players, you lost me on that one. And Carlos Correa, I, 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 I just can't think of a, a punishment fitting of your scumbagginess right now. I just can't. It's just a Garrett fastball. Shut your mouth. Just shut your mouth. It doesn't excuse what you did. Just stop talking. Why can't they just stop talking? Because every time they open up their mouths, it just makes matters worse for them. I'd say I'd say you know know what the fucked up part is? He would not have the balls. They would not have the balls to say that to Aaron Judge's face. I would say an Araldis Chapman fastball, but we all know he can't really control it. (laughs) So that could get dangerous. But you know what? I'm almost there. I'm all, Correa has almost pushed me to the point where I'm hoping for a Chapman fastball. If the Yankees do play the Astros this year, it's going to be one of those things where Correa's got a sore hamstring yeah. and he's got to stay in the trainer's room through warm-ups. He, so he yeah, he won't Aaron, do warm-ups. He won't be on that field doing warm-ups. No way. He won't see Aaron Judge on the field. No way does he show himself before. He's going to have a magic sore hamstring if they do play each other oh, this year. What a douche. Gonna have a he's gonna have a fucking strained dick. <laughs> okay, well, <sighs> at that, I think at that point we just wrap up the show, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for listening to episode one eighty of the NYYST podcast, where the co-host will have two different colors in his hair because he's a loser. <laughs> Loser, loser, such a dick. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to episode 180 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. The winner, the champion of the world, that guy, right? Chris, say goodbye. Peace.